Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 29th, 2022. So what I do is I teach the word of God on a daily basis, five days a week, uh, primarily, and we get into the word of God. We, we do a lot of series because I, I know that you're not going to get it the first time I say it. So we take our time, we cover topics, we o- unpack the word of God, we go to scriptures, and then we peel it back. Like it's, it's almost like we're peeling back the layers and we unpack and we unfold and we expose what the Holy Spirit is saying about what the Bible already says. And so we get into the word of God, the Holy Spirit gives us fresh revelation and insight, and then we apply it to our lives on a daily basis, and we call it today's word. So listen, for those of you that have been watching for a long time, I love you and I appreciate you. For those of you that are new, welcome to today's word. Uh, So today I'm covering um, God's grace and our faith part 72. Yeah, I take my time. I teach that for a long time. And then I'm I'm doing a series in the series called It's Already Done, and that's part 10. Today, really, I'm talking about learning to live like Jesus. We're going to be learning to live like Jesus. I want you to get ready to receive the word. All right, so before I get into the message for this morning, uh, for those of you that received the email form, you already have the link, uh, but I preached a message yesterday entitled, Passing the Test. I dealt with um, Matthew chapter four, where Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tested or tempted of Satan. And there are three tests, and I break down those three tests and how those things apply to us. I posted the full message on social media. I shared the link in the video version, and then I will share the link again on my social media uh, today. And so um, if you haven't watched it, if you have the time to watch it, passing the test, that message will be a blessing to you. But today we're dealing with learning to live like Jesus. Uh, let's get into it for this morning. Our foundational scriptures are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. We've also been looking at 2 uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. And so what we're going to do is look at those scriptures again this morning, and then we'll get into uh, the teaching. All right. So passing the test, that was yesterday. God bless you, Kasha. And now we're going to get into learning to live like Jesus today. This is what the Bible says in John 1 14. The word Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us and we were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. In John 1 17, the Bible says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we've been learning how not to live under the law, but to live under the grace and truth, under grace, which is the truth. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, hey, this is Simon Peter. I'm a servant and an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm writing to them who have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ, according as his divine power has already given us. It's already done. Look look at somebody say it's already done. Well, you might not be around anybody. Put in the chat, it's already done. God, according as his divine power has already given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. I haven't got to that part yet, but when I get to that part, I'm telling you, it's going to be good. Through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue, whereby 
God has given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these promises, but that if we believe and receive those promises, we might be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And so we believe is already done. God has already provided all things that pertain to life and godliness. God gives us all things richly to enjoy. And we're learning how to live like Jesus did living by faith. And so I'm going to focus in on this line today. The line says, to them that obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to deal with like precious faith, and I'm going to deal with the righteousness of God. You might want to just declare this out loud. Say, I am the righteousness of God by faith. You can put that in the chat if you want. I am the righteousness of God, and I am the righteousness of God by faith. And so I'm going to explain this to you here uh, this morning. What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you this morning. Let me just pause and say, the, the reason why I say, hey, say this out loud or put it in the chat or whatever, because I'm trying to get you to lay hold of what I'm saying. Me saying something, uh, you know, you're the righteousness of God, that's fine. But when you repeat it and you repeat it out loud, especially when you say it out loud, when you say it out loud, then your heart, your spirit hears your voice say it and it goes out of your mouth and it comes right back through your ears with your voice and it goes right back down into your heart. So you seal the deal when you speak words of faith from a believing heart. You got it? All right. So anyway, let's get into the three things I want to share with you this morning. Uh, Here's the first one. Jesus did not live like a God while he was on the earth, which is why he is our example. Let me say this again. I'm going to say it slow and I'm going to break it down because I'm not being blasphemous. But when Jesus was on the earth, he didn't live like God. He didn't live like a God while he was on the earth, which is why he is our example. Now, don't come to me and say, Brother Pino, do you not believe in the Trinity? Of course I believe in the Trinity. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all things that were made were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made, right? I mean, that's John 1, and in him was the light of the world, and and that and then the Word became flesh. Of course, Jesus was there at the beginning. Of course, Jesus is eternal. Of course, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, all three are one. I believe in the Trinity. There's this mystery that God is three and one and one and three and all of that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that when Jesus was operating in the earth, he was operating as a human. Because if he was operating as God, then he wouldn't be our example. Let me teach you. Let me explain. Jesus was God in the flesh. He was the incarnation of God. Got it? Check. He was a God-man, but to be very clear, while he was this God-man, he didn't operate like God on the earth. He lived like a man, like a human, that was filled with God. He lived like a human that was a conduit of God. And by living this way, he is both an example for us and an example of us. And so I'm going to take my time. I'm going to break this down. If Jesus had come to the earth as God, the same God that created all things. Without him was nothing made that was made. So if Jesus had come to the earth as God and operated like a God, then he would not be an example for us, right? Because then then you could just say, hey, you know, hey, uh, come here. Uh, like I see Craig is on. Hey, Craig, let me, come here. Let me teach you what Jesus did. And then Craig could say, well, Rick, but don't matter. Jesus, I'm not Jesus. Jesus was God. And so don't tell me what Jesus did because that don't matter, that doesn't apply to me. Jesus was God. Okay, but if 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 Jesus had operated as a God, then that would be true. But if Jesus, what the Bible actually teaches, that Jesus came as a man 
who was then filled with God, now he can be both an example of us and an example for us. If he was operating as God, then, then we couldn't emulate him because we're not God. But since he was operating as a man that was filled with God, who became a conduit of God, then Jesus is our example. Say that out loud. Say, Jesus is my example. That's why I tell you all the time, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Let me further explain. While Jesus was on the earth, okay, we know that God is omnipresent, right? God is omnipresent, which means that God is everywhere at the same time. I can't give you a grid coordinate where God is because there is no grid coordinate where God is not. <laughs> God doesn't have to go anywhere to be everywhere, right? God is omnipresent at the same time. Now, when Jesus was in the earth, Jesus was not omnipresent. Jesus was not everywhere at the same time. Jesus limited himself as a human to operate only within the, the spheres of where he was in that present moment. And so when it was like, hey, Jesus, we need you to come, Jesus physically had to go unless he would just speak a word to go minister to people. Jesus was not everywhere at the same time, right? He was operating within the physical vicinity of where he was. So Jesus was not omnipresent, even though God is omnipresent. You got it? Now, when Jesus went back, to heaven, when Jesus was in heaven, omnipresent. But Jesus, when he was in a human form, he was not omnipresent. When he went back to heaven, now he's going back to being omnipresent. You got it? Let me further explain. While Jesus was on the earth, he was not omniscient. The word omniscient means he knows everything. God knows your thoughts before you think them. He knows your words before you speak them. He knows your actions before you take them. God knows all things at all times, right? But when Jesus was on the earth, Jesus was not omniscient. Jesus didn't know everything. The Bible actually says in Luke 2 and 52 that Jesus, young Jesus, had to grow up. He grew in wisdom and in stature, and he had to find favor with God and man. Let me take my time. So while Jesus was in heaven, Jesus knew everything. While Jesus was in the earth, he actually had to learn. He had to grow. He had to grow in wisdom, like we all have to grow in wisdom. He went into the synagogue and he was debating. He was talking to the scholars. And even at 12 years old, of course, he was more advanced than anyone else. He blew away the scholars, but it wasn't like he knew everything. He was not omniscient because he came as a human. He had to grow in wisdom like every other human had to grow in wisdom. So now, because he did that, he is our example. Now, had he come as God, he would not be an example because you and I are not God. So when I come to somebody and say, well, Jesus did this, and they said, well, Brother Pena, I'm not Jesus. True, you're not Jesus, but, but you are a human that could be filled with the Holy Ghost like Jesus. True, you're not Jesus, but you are a human conduit of the divine if you're born again like Jesus. So if you're born again, Jesus is your example. You are a God man. Say, I'm a God man. When I say man, I mean male and female. But yes, you are a God man, just like Jesus was a God man. You were born again, just like Jesus received the Holy Spirit when he got baptized, and then he had to be led by the Holy Spirit. So if you're born again, you have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had, and you're going to learn today that you have the same you have the same faith that Jesus had. And so you're not waiting on anything else. You can live just like Jesus in this world because it's already been provided. What did God provide you? He provided you Jesus as your example. He provided you the same Holy Spirit that fulfilled Jesus. He provided you the same faith that was dealt to Jesus. And now he's given you your own divine purpose. So now Jesus is 
your example. Say this, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. You got it? All right, let me keep building. Number two, we have the opportunity to live with the same faith that Jesus lived with, right? And so now the same faith. Now, not only do I have the same Holy Spirit, but the Bible says in Romans 12 and 3 that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So we have the same faith. Jesus lived by faith and not by sight. This means that you and I can live by faith and not by sight. Jesus chose, faith is a choice. Jesus chose to live by the reality of the revelation that he received from the Father through the Holy Spirit. And he chose that over the information that he received through his five physical senses. Let me say that again. Jesus was a human and he had five physical senses just like us. And he was getting information, input, earthly input from his five physical senses. And then he was give, getting revelation through the Holy Spirit. And Jesus chose to live by revelation over information. And so he was getting input through his, this body is how you communicate with this world. So he was getting input from this world through his five physical senses. And he was getting revelation from heaven through the Holy Spirit. And he chose revelation over information. And you and I can do the same thing. The information you receive through your five physical senses, when you get something through your five physical senses, it's something you, you can see or touch or taste or smell, then if you can validate it with your five physical senses, then what we say is, that makes sense. That makes sense. But faith doesn't have to make sense because God is not sensual. Say this, say God is not sensual, God is spiritual. God, this body is how we communicate with this world through our five physical senses. But God is not communicating with us through our five physical senses. God is communicating with us spirit to spirit. And so God gave us his spirit so that we can know the things that are freely given unto us by God. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And so now that we have the Holy Spirit, faith requires a different type of validation. Well, how do you validate input from this world? Through your five physical senses. And when you get five physical senses and you say, you know what, I can validate it. Okay, that makes sense. But you have to validate the things of God differently. You can't validate the things of God with your five physical senses. Therefore, God is not sensual. God is spiritual. Faith believes and receives. Faith is the evidence of the things that you cannot see. Faith believes and receives and perceives to be real. As real fact, those things that God reveals to us in the spirit that you cannot validate with your five physical senses. Therefore, living by faith means that you choose spiritual revelation over worldly information, even when it makes no sense at all, and even when it's at the risk of looking foolish, where God will tell you something that everybody else, you have all of this physical evidence, you have all of this worldly evidence that builds this case, but then, and you have that report, and then God gives you another report. And, but you have no sense realm evidence to validate this one. But all you have is a word from God. <laughs> all you 
have is a word. And you can't show anybody. Over here, you have emails, you have documentation, you have statements, you have all kinds of stuff that's telling you one thing. And on this side, all you have is a word from God. And so you have a, a report from this world, and then you have a report from God's realm, and the Bible says, whose report are you going to believe? And so to live by faith, I have to believe God's reality, the input I'm getting from the Holy Spirit, even when I can't validate it. With my, listen, I, I can't explain to you why I believe what I believe. I just believe it. God gave me a word. And so Jesus was in many situations where he was standing there and his five physical senses was telling him one thing. His five physical senses were saying, this man is blind. His five physical senses were saying, this man is lame. His five physical senses were saying, this man is deaf. His, you know what I'm saying? He could see it. He could touch it. He could All of that, five physical senses. But then he heard something else in the spirit. And, and the spirit was saying, uh, he could see. And so, so now Jesus had to open up his mouth and say what he was hearing. He said in John 5 and 19, John 5 and 30, I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I see my father do. So in the spirit, I saw myself laying hands on this blind man and him receiving sight. And so Jesus goes, okay, well, I only say what I hear. I only do what I see since I, I'm hearing and seeing him being restored, then I'm going to do it. And, and even though it doesn't make any sense, like what I'm about to do doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to do it anyway. Boom. And the power of God will hit the person and he caused the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the deaf to hear, the dead to rise. Come on now. Why? Because he was choosing heaven's reality over the earthly reality. He was choosing the unseen. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 18. He was choosing the unseen over the scene. And so the unseen has to be more real to you and the seen. Look at me, you are the just and you're supposed to live by faith. And so you're supposed to live like the way that I'm talking about. And so so you can't live by faith if you're just going to live by the things of this world. You can't live by faith if you're just going to choose to live like everybody else on this planet. Listen, there's going to be times where you have physical evidence from this world. There's going to be times where you have all types of things that this world is telling you one thing, but the Holy Spirit is telling you something else. And as a believer, you whose report are you going to believe? I, I choose to believe the report of the Lord. As a believer, you, you are going to have to believe God. I'm telling you that this is how we live. We're living like Jesus. We're living with the same faith that Jesus lived. Faith is a choice. You were dealt the same, Romans 12 and 3, the same measure of faith that Jesus had. Now, faith is a choice. Faith is not about you coming up with something and then asking God to give it to you. Faith is what happens. You're not trying to convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. When God convinces you, when you get a revelation in your heart and you get up and you can't not believe it. Like you get up and God, God is waking you up in the middle of the night talking to you about it. While you go on a walk and you're trying to get your steps in, God is talking to you about it. And you know, you, you're on the phone. You're watching TV. You're trying to watch something else. You're watching YouTube. God is talking to you about it. And now you're getting all of this and God is talking to you. But in the world, you still have all these emails. You log in to the portal and you still see that it hasn't changed and nothing has happened yet. But in your heart, you're getting all of this input from heaven. Whose report are you going to believe? Say, I, will, I believe the report of the Lord. You got to believe what God is speaking to you in your heart over what the world is telling you in your head. And so that's how we're supposed to live. You got it? <laughs> well, those two things in that scripture I told you I was going to deal with, it was like precious faith. You have the same faith Jesus had, and then the righteousness of God. Let me talk about the righteousness of God as I close. And so number three, the third point for today, we are made righteous by faith in what Jesus already provided. Say this, say, I am righteous by faith. You are righteous by faith 
in what Jesus already provided. It's already done. Jesus already made you righteous and you're the righteousness of God and you're the righteousness of God by faith. Let me explain. Um, I thank God for delivering me from a religious mindset years ago. When I was religious, um, let me explain. When I was religious, I focused on my performance and my life was about what I did for God instead of what God has already done for me. And so, and I'm not unique in that there's lots of religious people in this world right now. Religious people in their hearts, they want to please God. But the issue is that they're going about it the wrong way. They're trying to work. Even like when, when, when we, Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries goes to the Dominican Republic and we do, you know, we do missions work. And let's say we give out backpacks or we feed, uh, you know, people that are less fortunate or whatever. There are people in my family who are still very religious who say to me or say to my mother, Ooh, oh, they say to my mother, I never see that. Your son is blessed. Your son has to go to heaven because he does so many good works. <laughs> you know, because your son has to go to, he has to be blessed. He has to go to heaven. He, the father has to let him into heaven because he does so many good works. And I'm not going to get into a debate with these people. And so I'm like, okay, what, you know, I just leave it alone unless I'm led. Uh, but I'm like, no, like I, I, I'm not going to go to heaven because of works. I, 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 I could not work my way to heaven. You can't work your way to heaven. I, I don't, I'm not working to be righteous. I'm working because I'm righteous. I'm not working to try to be made right with God. I'm working because I'm already the righteousness of God by faith. And so, no, the only reason I'm going to heaven is because of Jesus, not because of me. You, you get it? So righteousness cannot be earned. Righteousness can only be received. Say, say, I believe and I receive it. Say, I'm the righteousness of God by faith. So righteousness cannot be earned. Righteousness can only be received. Jesus made you righteous. Jesus provided it. Watch this. You are righteous now, right now, not because of what you do and not because of what you failed to do. You're only righteous because of what Jesus did. But you got to know that you're righteous. You got to know that you are the righteousness of God by faith. And you're not performing works to be righteous. You're performing works because you already are righteous. You're not performing works because you want to get saved and go to heaven. No, you're, you're, you're already going to heaven. Now, if you're born again, you're going to heaven. No, you're, you're doing it because you are saved. You're doing it because you are a child of the Most High God. In Christ Jesus, watch this as I close. In Christ Jesus, God reestablished your innocence. It is in this place of innocence that we can believe God for anything. Now, before you came to God, man, I did a lot of bad stuff. And so, but when I got born again, God reestablished my innocence. He, he washed me white as snow. He washed you white as snow. So God is not holding your past against you. God is not li limiting you by your performance. And when, when, when God makes it clear that he washed you white as snow, that your sin is no longer your issue, your performance is not holding you back, your past, you can't judge your future by your past, and now you're innocent in his eyes, oh my God, you've been forgiven and cleansed, now you can have childlike faith, and a child believes God for anything. A, a child is able to see the invisible and believe the impossible, and that's how God wants us to come to him on a daily basis. God wants us to have childlike faith. God wants us to believe like a child believes. A, a child just believes. A child is not trying to factor in, you know, what they do, what they don't do. None of that. They have to learn that later. Like once they, once the world starts to tell that child, hey, you're going to be judged by your grades. 
Once the world starts to tell that child, hey, you're going to be judged by your performance. Once the, then that child stops believing the way that he or she used to believe as a child. But when you get born again, God says, I want you to go back to like a little child and just open up your heart to believe. That's how we can believe like Jesus believed. That's how we can live like Jesus lived. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say it out loud. And so you can speak words of faith from a believing heart. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your amazing grace and my requirement to live by faith. By faith, I have received the revelation of who Jesus is. And it has exposed me to who I am. I am because he is. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. I have the same faith Jesus had, and I live by it. I am the just, and I live with childlike faith. My faith has no limits. I am righteous right now by faith. And as the righteousness of God, I open my heart to believe and receive what you have already provided. As you reveal things to me, I pursue them by faith. But I'm not trying to make it happen. I believe you already made it happen. So my heart receives what your spirit reveals. This is how I live. I am forgiven. I am righteous. I am filled with you. And I am called for such a time as this. Therefore, I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. Put in the chat, greater is coming for me. Listen, if you're if you uh, are getting these messages, but you don't have my notes, you can get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red, big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Also, do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a good message or it blessed you, tell me how this message blessed you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. Greater is coming for us. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, 
The Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.